discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified. take your seats in heavenly places where you belong hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah i glad you are here hallelujah every time god calls for a meeting there is a reason why he called for that meeting hallelujah and there is a provision that he makes for that meeting there is an anointing present to teach to heal and there's grace to move you to another level altogether and it highly it depends on how you see it and what you are thinking as you come and as the meeting progresses hallelujah praise the lord it's our seat sewing conference and i remember on wednesday i was saying that you see, it's one topic in the body of Christ that is terribly understood by many. Terrible. It's bad. People have all sorts of notions concerning it. It's as though money cannot be mentioned in church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's as though God has nothing to do with money. But he said that the silver is mine, the gold is mine. Since the cattle is mine. It's as though we can't talk about money. It's as though we can't talk about some things. We can't talk about doing something for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I remember on Wednesday I was saying that it's believers. It's believers. If you are going to hear somebody criticizing and talking about one pastor or one church or somebody doing something that is related to money it might never be a muslim it's a believer that you are going to hear that the person is saying this or the person is saying that maybe as you are sitting here you said some before have you noticed that you said some before say i repent hallelujah so i want to try to let you see things from another light okay Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which will help. How many of you are born again? Wow. And how many of you love Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, it's amazing the way we think and feel that some things are not in the Bible. Do you understand? There are some scriptures that we don't like as Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to show you some of those scriptures. Do you understand? 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go to the book of Matthew. Let's read Matthew chapter 10, verse 38. There are various kinds of Christians. There are various levels of influence in the realm of the spirit. There are various things that are, it's like it's the goal and the aim of a lot of people. I always say that there are some things that are admirable to me. Sometimes, sometimes maybe you go for a meeting and it's like you are talking about desire a certain gift. Everybody's mind go on a certain light. If I say that desire a certain grace coming upon you, everybody wants some kinds of. Have you noticed what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't even have to say it. But it's like there are some things that you know that it's like this makes you a man of God. It's like you want to do some things. You want to lay hands. You want to do like this. And then all the choristers are down. And then you do this. Then all these people are rolling. They are rolling outside. Hallelujah. I want to just see somebody and then you can just see the person past, present, future. It's like you can know, you know everything. It's like you are powerful. But you are anointed. Everybody, almost everybody thinks like that. So if you if somebody's in the head, this guy is anointed. Oh. Immediately they say this guy is anointed. Oh. It's, it's like it's biased towards some things. Hallelujah. But it's like there are some things that we act as though it's not in the Bible. And this is one of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A man of God wrote a book and titled the book Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying. And he said, Somebody, an expert came and said that this book that you've written, nobody will buy it. It's like nobody will buy it. Why? Who wants to lose? Everybody wants to gain. In the body of Christ, everybody wants to gain. Everybody. So some people don't like some kinds of churches. Yes. Because when you come, it's as though, it's like what we are doing, it's like you come for a prayer meeting and you notice that what we are doing, as in found, we are praying for Russia. Like, there's no way you go to Russia. There's no way you marry anybody for Russia, from Russia. So it's like, ah, this is for as a moon dumb dumb time here. They don't have anything. They don't have any demons in their house. That's why they are fooling around. Hallelujah. Or you even think that there is some demons that are doing us. Causing us to pray those prayers. So that we will not fight the demons. Hallelujah. This is Jesus talking. Do you know him? He's the one talking. Let's read from verse 32. Okay. Let's start from this place. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Let's read it together. One to go. This is Jesus talking. No, you see, it's like these ones, they are not in the Bible. It is Jesus, and it ha- doesn't have any other meaning. Sometimes it's like you want to turn the thing, it's like, oh, he didn't really mean it, he meant it. It wasn't metaphorical. There is no need for Greek or Hebrew, it is as it is. That is it. 
Do you understand? He says, don't think that I have come. Bless you, baby. No man, I like maintaining these scriptures in King James because the lighter translation, sometimes some of them are afraid. He says, do not have the thought. Like, don't think far about it. That is my version. Do you understand? That I have come to send peace on the earth. I have come not to send peace, but sword. Let's continue. He says, for I have come to put a man against his father. Some of you are against your father. And he's like, you are praying to God. God, help me. That is why he came. Do you understand the message? You are fulfilling scripture. It says, and daughter against her mother. And daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Let's continue. And a man will be hated of those of his house. He who has more love for his father or mother than for me is not good enough for me. He who has more love for his son or his daughter than for me is not good enough for me. Let's go. Today, you see, that's what I'm saying. It's a very special meeting. You are going to hear another side of some things. Are you happy about it? Tell your neighbor, be happy about the message. He who does not take his cross and come after me is not good enough for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to John chapter 10. Let's read from verse 17. If you don't take it, I've said this so many times that, you see, the reason why Christians are poor is because they don't like these messages. This is the root to poverty in Christianity. If you don't understand that there is something that is bigger than yourself, that God actually requires all that you are, what you are going to do is that you are going to reduce your life to what you eat, what you wear, where you sleep. That is it. It's like, uh, see when we were in class one, we did fraction. You are, it's like you are breaking it down. So when we break it down, uh, it's like you want to do masters, you want to do PhD, you want to do, we break it down. Uh, the last one, what you eat, what you wear, where you sleep. That is it. That is the essence of your life. And that's the definition for poverty. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's read it together. One to go. Let's read at that translation. It's okay, it's okay, don't worry. It's okay. This this message is don't read a lot of scriptures. No. It's okay. Want to go. He says that this is the reason why I am loved by my father. Because I gave up my life. If you can't give up your life, you have no place. You see, in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is for those. The Bible says that if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. Listen, these scriptures are in the Bible. Don't say that you only like there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Don't say that. Oh my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Do you understand? Behold, what manner of love. It is powerful. I'm not saying those things are bad though. But you see, there's class one and there's class two and there's class three. You can't stay in class one forever. Do you understand? So this meeting is, is come, come up. 
This is the reason why I'm loved by my father. Because I gave up my life. I gave up. The guy came to earth and was given. His life was given. Given, 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 given. After a while, he noticed that he has given everything he can give. Then he gave his life. Do you understand? And the Bible says that he did it for an example for us. You see how you are happy when we say that Jesus died for you. It was example. Oh. It was example. All the dying and everything is God writing a letter. For example, then Jesus acted it. So we are now coming to continue the actual thing. Wow. Oh, you don't know that is in the Bible. Go to Colossians chapter 1, 21. It says, and you who were in the past, who in the past were cut off and at war with God in your minds through evil works, has he now made one? Hallelujah. You see, it's nice. It says, in the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy, say I'm holy, and unblameable, say unblameable, and unreprovable, say unreprovable, in his sight. Let's continue. It says, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof Paul, I am made a minister. So put your name there. Whereof? And add, I am made a minister. Because if you've been here for three seconds, you know that you're a minister. Don't you know that you're a minister? Do you know that you have a ministry? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5. It says, to wait that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, and has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So there is a ministry that has been committed to you. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying that, he says, whereof I, copy, I am made a minister. 24. It says, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you? Rejoice. Christians are whiners. Whiners. If your teeth is paining you, that is it. God, why have you forsaken me? God, why me? If you are hungry, small, I'm an atheist. There is no God. You are a fool. Hallelujah. And you are a child. Small brain. One kilobyte. Hallelujah. It says, let's read message of this one. It says, when I became a servant in the church, I experienced this suffering as a sheer gift. God's way of helping me serve you, laying out the whole truth. Let's read NLT. It says, God has given me the responsibility of serving. Let's read Amplified. In it, I became a minister in accordance with the divorce worship which was entrusted to me. It says, as its object for your benefit to make the word of God fully known among you. Like, we don't think about it. The fact that there is a dispensation. That's why we are called love economy. The word economy means a dispensation. We understand that there is a dispensation of the word of God and there is a dispensation of the love of God that is committed to us. We have been called to manage and to distribute the love of God. And it's something that comes with discomfort. It's not something that is normal. It is not. Listen, there is no way I am promising you that you go through ministries like you are doing what God has called you to do and you never experience discomfort. It won't happen. 
if you believe that you've believed a lie you would have to lose things you would have to sacrifice some things do you understand yes you'd have to sacrifice some things you are sitting here because somebody sacrificed something that's why you are sitting here do you know how many push seeds we gave for this building to be built do you know how many barrels of mortar I pushed do you know how many headpans rounds I went even Pastor 2 was pushing some everybody was doing some we didn't cross our legs and say that oh, if it is the will of God it will be done that's stupidity yes people do that they say that oh, if it's the will of God I will get it because you are not conscious that there is somebody called devil you are not conscious Paul said a great door and effectual is open unto me but great many there are people that are fighting when he said I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it it meant that the gates of hell are fighting against it and I don't know but I don't think you can go to battle and come back it's like we went with 5,000 men the 5,000 men everybody came back like fresh skin everybody no death no blood it has it has it, it, there is no battle like that as we are jubilating yay somebody's dead somebody has lost his father yeah it's part of ministry do you understand it's part of ministry maybe you die maybe you be sent to Afghanistan and you die there's nothing wrong it's part of the thing you see you see the message is not nice eh? should we do confessions and then we'll close maybe you maybe you die but it's true maybe I said maybe do you know some people died like the way you are sitting here you are sitting on somebody's blood and the people that came to die they were 23 years old 24 like I don't think there was 25 22, 21, 19 they packed their clothes into coffins and they came and they, they, they would last for two weeks I'm going for missions after two weeks you are dead but you look at your neighbor's face and say you if it has to do with like I don't know if like some, of, some people even complain that when they get down at the bus stop walking to the church is too far you see, sometimes say, eh, listen, the, Jesus says something. He says, the poor you always have among you. There was a reason. Listen, there are some things that is not prayer. It's not prayer. You can't confess. I can't confess that, hey, I'm like Pastor T in the name of Jesus. I'm like, it's foolishness. You are wasting your breath. There are things he's doing. You have to find out what is he doing and do some. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So it's not every day that it's like prayer. It's like let's speak in tongues. So you are speaking in tongues so that you become rich. Have you ever seen anywhere in the scriptures where God said that pray so that I'll give you riches? If you see some, come and teach me. So the root of poverty is self-preservation. And if you like, look at any poor person you know in your life and tell me if the person's vision and purpose in life is not self-preservation think about it 
anybody who is poor anybody who is poor it doesn't matter how much money there are some people who have billions and they are still poor there are people who have millions and they are still poor as long as you notice that this person's goal in life is self-preservation hey if they get something you can give a poor man something and then there's somebody next to him who needs some he will not share me as you say there was a time when asafu we did an outreach we were giving out clothes hey i was surprised somebody has taken three it's like who oh, give me one no i won't give you right in front of us <laughs> so if that is how your life is if your life is going to be about you brothers and sisters there is no anointing on this earth neither is there any anointing in the heavens neither is there any demonic power under the earth that can save you there is nothing like that even the devil the devil doesn't even have to fight against you as long as you are living for yourself you are bound to fail it's just a matter of time he's just watching you i mean hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. in john chapter 12 go to verse 23 now some people came to see jesus from a far country we've heard of this magician doing wonderful things and we want to see him we are coming from nokopo or tamale we are coming to see him and jesus says that charlie if my fame has reached there then it is time for me to be glorified and there was a day i explained glorified the word glorified here is actually doxazo it means it is time for me to be adorned with luster it is time for me to be extolled made fine made put splendor on me like it's time to hype me do you understand hallelujah this is time for me to be like the highest form of glory i can get it is time because right now it's like my fame is transcending and me being glorified means that i'm going to have a lot of means it means that my ability is time for my ability to be expanded do you understand it's time for my influence to spread this is it it is time you think that he will say that so peter i want you to go and start a branch in Cappadocia. <laughs> john i want you to go to ethiopia james like just start branches do you understand or what do you think because if his fame has reached there just open another branch collect offering and send it to the headquarters but look at what jesus said the next verse verse 24 he says verily verily when the guy says verily verily now i'm not saying he says verily verily i say unto you except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies lonely it will be alone there is no help do you understand so sometimes you are wondering why your one city is always alone you don't understand every day you've not seen thousand you, you, you don't know what thousand Ghana is meanwhile you say I'll be a rich man 
I have a bright future. Charlie, if you are going to have a bright future, you know it all. Sincerely speaking, it's not confession. It's not a mystery. If you see somebody who have a bright future, like you just know it. Like it's based on what the person is doing now. Do you understand? If I call you Monday, are you in class? No, I'm in the room. Tuesday, are you in class? I'm doing my hair. It's like immediately I mention class, there are some three or four people in the church who stop looking at my face. But I see me, I refuse to be pressured. If I call you Monday to Friday, you are in your room. There is like there is no way that I'll think that you finish school with the first class. There is no way. It's impossible. Because those that are learning, they are not seeing top. So you that you are always in the room. I mean, it is like that in life. If you are going to have a, if you are going to be, a, if you are going to be somebody who is going to control money, you know it right now. You know it. You know it. You know it by how your life is. You know it. Hallelujah. It says, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and die, it, it will abide alone. It says, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Listen. 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 You have to die. Death is not bad. It is a necessity of the kingdom. There are various kinds of death. You have to die in various aspects of your life to see life. There is no life without death. There is the, there is the life that springs from death. Jesus is called the first begotten of the dead. He was born from the dead. There is something that comes out of death. That life is the life that we have. Do you understand? And that is how you should live your life. This is Christianity. That is it. It is not self-preservation. No. It's not doing what makes you feel okay. Sometimes you are talking to people and it's like, it's like they created God. Like they have all the conditions. Like me, I don't like a church that is this, 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 this. Some of you are comfortable. You see the way the church is. You are nice. If we switch right now, you, you leave. But it's madness. There was a day you were in bomb, so I was preaching. I was wearing a cap as I was preaching. Somebody came, oh, pastor, I like the way you dress. This, 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 this. I don't know what he was expecting me to say. I told him that next week, you come and see me in suits. Three-piece suits with my shoe looking in the sky. You better sit down and be excited. The same way you are excited seeing me preaching in a hat. Because it's not about what you want. Yes, it's not. But it's only in Christianity. It's like everything has to conform to you. If it is okay, fine. But when we say something that goes a little beyond what you think is okay, that is it. Meanwhile, you claim that you have a pastor, you have a leader. If the person says, we are going here. Where has the church reached? Now they are giving quota. You see, it shows your ignorance. You don't know. You see, you, th- you don't know that it's even in the Bible. You don't know that God gave prescription. Listen, if you read Leviticus, there are prescriptions for offering. All the offerings, 
All of it. There was no offering that was, oh, take what you want, take what you have. That thing that they say that, oh, take what you have. Have you noticed we don't give offering like that? I don't pray. There was a day, I don't remember where I was, in one of the branches. The person was praying, Father, thank you for giving to us to give and bless those who didn't have to give. I went for the mic. I said, we will not pray such foolish prayer in our church. What do you mean by bless those who didn't have? You don't have what? Have you eaten? Have you eaten? This week, have you eaten? Did you eat with a stone? Did you use a stone to buy the food? But it's like, when it comes to some things, there are people, listen, we are not afraid of your faces. No. Hallelujah. Me, we've had, ah, there was, there, was, there was a time when we were taking offering during leaders meeting. I can reject the offering. Like, Sikaniswa, go and bring more. Because the money is not for me. My money is inside. It's not for me. If I'm spending the money, maybe I'll be shy. But it's not for me. So I don't care what you think. Do you understand what I'm saying? They said Bill Gates is doing something. I don't know how many of you have heard it. Those of you like reading small. He's getting all the billionaires to pledge to give. Those who say that they don't know God, no giving. Everybody knows that giving is the way to control the world. I don't know why Christians are so. It's like we are teaching you the things like no. You have one, one, one. You want to eat seed. How would you see if you go and a farmer has seed, he has maize seed, and he's saying that no, let me, I'm cooking, me and cherry, I'm just I'm eating it. What will you tell that farmer? You tell the guy that you are a fool. You think the guy is a stupid guy, he's not wise. So when you get your handbag and you are spending all, please just judge yourself in the same way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, you better change and listen to what I'm telling you. Do you understand? I'm not talking of my own accord. Listen, it's not what I want to tell you. This is what God is telling you. You want influence? It doesn't come by self-preservation. You have to learn how to live by sacrifice. Do you understand? So when you hear that we are giving, don't say that I don't have. Paul talking concerning speaking in tongues said that if we speak in tongues and they come in one that is unlearned, he says, How would the person understand what we are saying? And there are some Christians who have taken that and said that because of this, you shouldn't speak in tongues. What if there's coming one that is unlearned? I said, I refuse to be that unlearned one. There are some people who are unlearned in the things of the spirit. The unlearned, that means that they're unschooled. It means the ordinary daft person. Do you understand? As opposed to the one who is a scholar and who is trained. It means the civilian as opposed to the military guy. So there are, sometimes you can be unschooled concerning some things. And this is one of the major things people are unschooled concerning. Listen, People are giving everywhere. If you, if you like, don't give some. You'll be surprised that the church will come, will spring up like maize plants. 
There was a day I picked taxi. I said, I'm going to this place. The guy said, oh, it's Bola. I said, it's not Bola. There is a church there. He said, boss, I've been here. It's Bola. I said, there is a church there. That is my church. He said, ah. I said, you let's go. When he got there, he said, how? I said, how? Saying. <laughs> it came, pum, like that. We were few. We were like 500 in the whole church. When we built this, plenty money, but we did it. Every Sunday, we're selling things. We're selling things. You are saying you don't have, you don't have your seat. You are using a phone that is worth two thousand, but you are saying you don't have your seat. Why? What stops you from selling that phone? Why? What is the phone? What is it? What stops you from selling the phone? It's like you've prayed to God for things. God, give me this. God, give me one time. God is saying that bring this one. Hey, God, you are not spiritual. If it was God, it, he would not say that. It's not God. God is not born again. God is not. No, no, no. Hallelujah. You have to learn it too. You have to learn to sacrifice. Lose some things. Lose some things. That's what they, I was reading some people. I said, if you have something, hold on loosely to it. This is how I hold on to my things. I don't have anything I'm attached to. Because I know God can request for it anytime. You had services that you are, you are giving offering. As the offering bowl, you are sitting here. When the offering bowl gets here, God says, put in your phone. Hey. <laughs> put in my phone, sir. I really remember. Uh, uh, engineering auditorium. All day. The offering basket was coming like that. God said, put in your phone. And we were giving seeds that day, you remember. I want to give seed. I want to give a very comfortable seed. Like it's plenty, but it's comfortable. <laughs> After I put inside, they were doing some offering. God said, put in your phone. I said, oh. I hear me, maybe it's not nice. <laughs> and the was still, it's like somebody was standing behind my ear. Fafon the tomb. Upesa. 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 Hey. I just went and I just put in the thing and I left and I came. When I stepped outside, somebody gave me a tablet. It was a tablet, but it was a smaller one. Immediately I stepped after the service, the service right after the service. Somebody said, Oh, Pastor, I want to give you this tablet. Like, hey. You see that one, you are happy. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, there is a time coming that you put it inside. You will not get any tablet. That one too is inside. Do you understand? Yes, it's inside. I've had time recently. Somebody brought me nine shoes. I've not worn it before. God said, Give the shoe to this person. I said, No. Give it to them. No. So, because I didn't wear the shoe for like one month. Because when I go near the shoe, he says, It's not for you. It's not for you. The one that was like me, Whatever you do, I wear the shoe. I wore the shoe and came to church. During the service, like, Why are you wearing this shoe? Why are you wearing this shoe? After service, I just removed the shoe. And I called the guy and said, hey, come for the shoe. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't have to get anything in return. It's like it has been preached, uh, give, because give and it shall be given unto you. Massa, forget about that nonsense. It's inside. It's not every day. It's not, no, that's not the reason. Who do you think built 
uh, the things in the tabernacle, whose, whose things did you think God used? God told Moses that, listen, tell them that they should bring when they were leaving Egypt, when they were leaving Egypt typifies the world, when they were leaving the world, God gave them favor. So they collected things, gold, silver. When they got the gold and silver, when it was for God's temple. So the money that your father is giving to you, brothers and sisters, let me come here. There are nine sisters here. It's not for you. It's not for you. The money that you are getting. It's not just for your hair and your shoe. It's not and your makeup. If you don't take care, you buy clothes until you die. Do you understand? But there's another level where you get to a point where you stop buying clothes. It, it, it will just come. You get. I remember there was a time Biodin Lawa said, Charlie, he used to struggle. Wear one shirt. He said there was a day he emptied his house. Now, this is what he meant by he emptied his house. He swept the house and went to sow it as a seed. Including fork, spoon, slippers, sponge, bed, chairs, plates, TV, sofa, wall hanging. Like he said, when he left, the house was empty and he went to give all to church. That is the church he was pastoring. So when he was going, the church organized and they bought one mattress for him. Yeah. At the time he was talking, he said, now, I don't remember the last time I wore one shirt twice. So he doesn't wear one shirt twice. When he wears it like this, it's disposable shirt. You just, you've washed it. So, you see, I hear. Now, there are two groups of people. One person will say that, ah, so what is, what is wrong if he washes his shirt? Can't he save that money and use that money? Is it your money? First question. Is it your money? Does somebody tell you how to use your money? Is it your shirt? Is it your money? Do, what is your problem? Do you understand? So they have times in the church where they auction suits. Some people say, oh, Christian, but people, everybody is wearing suits. They can auction a suit that costs 1,000 CDs and sell it for 45 CDs. Yes. Because they are rich. So everybody is rich. It's like everybody can wear some. But it starts from sacrifice. For you to control a lot, you must learn how to give a lot. A, there, is no, there is no way around it all. Listen, if you're, you are planning, it's like you are sitting here, you are planning, you are planning that you bring 100 Ghana. Listen. This thing that I'm saying, somebody is laughing, but somebody is not even giving. The person on count, like what? But on count, you are not part. There was a time we used to, during Sisoin, we used to collect things. Charlie, people bring their laptops. You are saying that hot pants, we even get hot pants. People clear his wardrobe. So if you need 500 Ghana, if you've not found your 500 Ghana, you have a fridge. You, you have a fridge. You have two phones. You have wigs. You have... 
and then after all that you have tonaton on your phone why not why not <laughs> somebody said oh, that david is around he sell it for you it's like the message is not nice eh? paul said that as poor yet making many rich you have to do that you have to living on zero balance today somebody asked me something i said I said hey pastor then all the money on you is finished I said, ah, it's normal like living on see when we are working you see us it's like we have plenty money yes we have plenty money oh, but the money is highly spiritual <laughs> zero like zero balance for a long time like you are going six months on zero balance zero you don't know what you are eating tomorrow zero balance zero balance but in the zero balance somebody will come and say oh pastor i need money my money is finished as the person saying my money is finished the person has like 50 60 guy now when say my money is finished it is you have zero balance <laughs> and then you say that wait i'm coming i'm going to the atm you are not going to any atm you are going to do magic then we'll do magic and we'll bring money, we'll bring you 200 Ghana. So, oh, Pastor, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like, as I'm giving you the 200 Ghana, let's do chimpet. God said, No, I'll give it to you. You must learn. Listen, the sign eh, of an apostle, first of all, patience, long suffering. These things God teaches you when He was sending the disciples. He says that don't take anything, don't take peace. He's sending the guy to a place where so the guy doesn't know what will happen. He says, Don't take peace, don't take stuff. What is annoying is don't take two coats. Like, what has coats that are wear got to do with the ministry that I'm going to preach? Doesn't make sense. But he says, don't take anything. Because the first thing in your walk with God, actively working with God, is learning to trust Him. So sometimes you give and you think that as we are preaching, that give and God will give to you. You think it's your message. But that is not your message. Your message is give and trust me give the money away and trust me do you understand give your your pocket money for the for the month and trust me you've never done some before have you noticed you've never so when your money is finishing then your heart is doing kukum, 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 kukum. that's why you sleep with somebody for money do you understand where it comes from yes that's why you do sakawa that's why you become a cheat that's why you become dishonest because you don't know recently there was a day like i, I didn't have anything the day you took me out they had anything on me like in the night when i was lying on my bed i was like hey today i've eaten no <laughs> like i've eaten i've eaten like a rich man throughout from breakfast to supper i didn't have any money on me like i'm i'm really used to it too just no savings account no i'm not saying i'm not saying it's right that's what it is you have to have a savings account hallelujah no savings account no when i was married no savings no i tried to save when i give, put 200 ghana inside that was it that was it i didn't touch it till we finished the wedding and it was because I didn't have ATM card. If I had ATM card, I would have removed that money and used it for something. Long ago. Long ago. Hallelujah. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Go through it. Are you going to give your seed? Are you understanding how the seed is? So, what I'm saying is that the seed is not, it's like you are comfortable. Some of you, because we said 500 Ghana. 500 Ghana is a very comfortable thing for you. Now, when you give that 500 Ghana, understand that you have just given 50 Ghana. Because God is not counting the amount. He's counting the cost. Do you understand? Give and let. Let it affect your working style when you are going back. It's like you've given. Because of the giving, you are working like this. Charlie. Listen. From 1st April to at least 15th April. Okay. You have, to, you have to feel, you have to have some necessary fastings. Oh, I'm not joking, no. If from 1st April to 15th April, you are, you are normal, you didn't give what you are supposed to give. It has to affect you. It should, it should change your working style. It's like, after the giving, you don't, you don't really see the thing inside. Yeah. You have dreams. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to chapter 9. Let's read from verse 1. Are you going to sacrifice some things? Learn how to do it. Listen, nobody will teach you. Nobody. This is the only place you you learn it. Learn how to do it. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Be part of what God is doing. And let it cost you. Says, ah, for our starting ministry to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. Verse 2. Says, for I know, let's read Amplified. For I am well acquainted with your willingness. Say willingness. willingness. Yeah. You are willing. You sell it. If you sell it and nobody is buying, you use it as a guarantee for loan. <laughs> you say, collect this laptop and give me 500 Ghana. I'll bring it back. After you collect it, you say, take the laptop. <laughs> I've sold it. Your readiness and eagerness to promote it. I have proudly told about you to the people of Macedonia, saying that Achaia, most of Greece, has been prepared since last year for this contribution. Do you, do you understand that there is contribution in the Bible? Are you seeing it? And consequently, your enthusiasm has stimulated the majority of them. Listen, we are known for giving, and it shouldn't change. Do you understand? It shouldn't change. So if you are here and it's like you know you, your quota is five hundred, or your quota is something, and you've not found it, don't sit down and say that. Oh, I'll give what I get. That thing is stupidity. If you are going to buy an iPhone, you will sit down and say that. Uh, I'll, I'll. No, haven't you ever planned to buy something before? It's like you are saving for it. You are doing things. That is what. That is why we tell you earlier because you are supposed to plan for it. I'll pay what I have. You pay what you have. <laughs> On that day, we have to check. Yeah. When you are putting, when you put it inside, they will look at you. Stand here. Sheep and goats. Put it inside, look at you. Okay, stand here. Stand here. We'll do sheep and goats. After that, we'll let the sheep go. Then the goat, you sit down. We'll start second service. Because maybe you didn't understand the message I'm preaching. You can't say that, oh, I didn't get it. Oh, it wasn't enough. 
Or he wasn't. No. It can be enough. It can be enough. Imagine you were caught by the police. It's like we are jailing you right now. Your bail is 500 Ghana. <laughs> Will you go to the police station? You will find money. So in that same way, it's a hard thing. I was saying on Wednesday that you can't actually say that it's like the people who give are not people who have. No. There are people who deem what they are giving to important. That's all. That's why you notice that you are not rich, but when you find a girlfriend, you are giving to the person. Have you noticed it? It's like you don't have plenty of money like that. But it's like all of a sudden money is just coming. So this one, you can you can even reduce your school fees. Small. You your hostel fee, you are balanced, you have become a correct economist. Hallelujah. So if you think it is important, so listen, it's not just in worship. It's like, oh, you love God, it's like you are coming to church. No, 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 no. This is the time. We are seeing that kind of that's what worship, everybody can do worship. Everybody, let's give mic to Celine Dion right now. Have you ever seen those award shows and things? Some of them will just come and they will sing some Christian song and they will sing it better than the gospel musicians. Yeah. But when it comes that let's stand for the Lord. Do you understand? Let's read Haggai chapter 1, verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you becoming interested in sacrifice? Let's read from verse 1. If we don't sacrifice, the gates of hell will prevail in our generation. Do you understand? Yeah. We'll fail. Our generation will fail. We will fail some people because we didn't sacrifice. Because we loved our lives. It's like our lives were dear to us. You are thinking of how you will not have money for the rest of the month if you give what you are supposed to give. You are thinking of how you lose this or you lose that. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's read it together. One to go. On the first day of the sixth month of the second year, If you don't give what you are supposed to give, you are saying that what we are doing is not important. Do you understand? It's like you are saying that, oh, but we can do it at another time. Don't think that one CD is another trait of poor people. Don't think that one CD is not enough. They say, oh, one CD, they say, ah. If you give 499 Ghana CDs, we are short of one CD. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Let's turn. See, God didn't tell. It's like, as they were saying their thing, he was getting angry. It's like they are saying, ah, this is not the right time. Right now, let's just chill. Ah, what is this? The money, we have to use it for this one. We have to use it for this one. We have to use it to pay this one. We have to use it to do this one. We have to invest the money. He said that shortly after God said more and Haggai spoke it. Let's continue. 
He says, how is it? How is it that it is the right time for you to live in your fine new homes while God's temple is in ruins? How? That's what I was saying. How is it that since the beginning of the year you've been able to eat pizza? How? How is it? How much have you bought? Bundle. Calculate it. How is it? How is it? If you go home, everybody go and calculate how much you spent buying bundle. Okay. How is it? How is it that it's like you've been able to buy hair? You like you've plated your hair. How? How is it? Was it free? Was was the week free? How is it? Hallelujah. How is it that you've bought new shoes? The economy is bad. Is the economy not bad? How is it that you are eating? How is it? Do you understand what I'm saying at all? How is it that you, you are changing your phone? Even though the old one has not done anything. It's not sport, but you are changing it. You said, oh, it's, the new one has come. So you are, you are buying, you are updating it. How is it that you are updating your phone when God's house is not updated? How is it? How is it? You don't think about it that somebody has to be saved. You are, your life is dear to you. It's just your life that is dear to you. You, don't, you can't think that there is somebody out there somewhere. How is it that you are not worried that there is no church building in Accra? It's like we are in Kumasi. Kumasi is nice. We are here. When you go to, on vacation, it's finished. You can't find a place like this to fellowship. How is it? Ask your neighbor, how is it? Verse 5. It says, and a little later, God of the angel army spoke out again. Take a good hard look at your life. Now, this is the time for reflection. Look at your life. Perfect time. Since the year began. All the bundle you've bought. Now, look at your life right now. And tell me. What impact that has made on your life? Tell me. The food you ate yesterday. Tell me. When it was your birthday and you said, Oh, we, I have to chill. I have to go to this place. Tell me. When you were picking the Uber, when you could have picked Trotro. Tell me. Hallelujah. When you could have managed the one to share that you had. But it's like you want to do different style. It will not show. I promise you, the only thing that will show on that day when you are standing before God, the only thing that will matter is that this seed that you gave saved somebody. That is the only thing that will matter. Somebody's life was preserved because of you. Somebody that was going to commit suicide, commit an abortion, become a killer, become somebody that is nobody in life, was safe because you could save 500 Ghana and not think about yourself and give it away. This is the reason why we give. It's not to get money. No. If you can think like this, you will never lack money. Hallelujah. It says take a hard good look at your life. Think about it. Go to the next verse. It says you have spent a lot of money. But 
but you don't have much to show for it. You have spent a lot of money. Sometimes we act like we don't have money, but you have spent a lot of money. If you can calculate how much you spent from last year, you have spent a lot of money. Every single person here has spent a lot of money. Save that money. Listen, you will notice that from today till next week, you can save 500 Ghana. You notice it. You can call somebody. You can text somebody. You can go to somebody's office. You can go to somebody's workplace and say that I need money. I need this money. It is important. I have to get it. Please give it to me and be shameless about it. You notice it. If you don't do it, it's because you don't want to do it. And don't complain when it is time. When the time comes and God is showing up and he's separating the people who served him from the people who didn't serve because you serve God with your money too. Hallelujah. You keep filling your plates but you never get filled up. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking but you are always thirsty. Brothers and sisters, if you don't do what God wants you to do, there is no fulfillment in life. Maybe you've never given before. That is why we have to talk to you. But if you've given before, if you've given the way we are given, the way we give like this once a year, if you've done some before, you will notice that the fulfillment that comes from it is better than any other thing. It's better. Way better. You put on layer on after layer after layer of clothes, but you can't get warm. Don't you understand? Nothing you are doing is working. You have money, but you are poor. You are suffering. Because your mind is always on your needs. It is time to take your mind off your needs. It is time to put your mind on God's needs. Because God too has needs. He too, he's, he needs something. Like, it's painful. If you're in a relationship with someone and it's always about the person. It's a painful relationship to be in. It is a call. Today, forget about yourself. That is all I'm saying. It's time. We are in a season where you have to think about God. And think about what God wants. Go and sell that phone. Sell the fridge. There is nothing wrong. Your grandmother didn't use a fridge. You can't use your friend's fridge. Sell something. Sell it. Quickly. Watch it. Sell it. By this time, you should have sold it. But if you've not done it, go and sell it. If you are doing talika, then it's not working. Go and sell the thing. Sell something and come and give. If you don't like what I'm saying, brothers and sisters the bible says that if our gospel is hid it is hid to those who are perishing if you don't understand what i'm saying it means that you are perishing it's true yes it means that you are now growing so you have to with meekness accept what i'm saying so that god can make you a ruler over nations do you understand what i'm saying hallelujah let's finish it he says, and the people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? Not much. A leaky, rusted out bucket. That's what. Nothing. Your life is meaningless. That is why God said, take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. That's what I'm telling you. It's time to think your life over. Let's do something for God. Isn't it nice that as young as we are, we are making things happen in the kingdom. We raise and give plenty money we can do more hallelujah 
Let's continue. Verse 8. It says, here is what I want you to do. Say, here is what God wants me to do. Climb into the hills. Climb some staircase. Go and see your HOD. And tell him that, say, there is something that is very important to me. I need money to do it. Give me money. Say, I don't have money. Give 100 Ghana. I was telling someone, the person said, I don't have money. I said, give 50 Ghana. I don't have, give 30 Ghana. Give something. Give me money. Do you understand? So I'll think about it. Give me money. Okay, I'll send it. When will you send it? This is the mobile money. When should I send it? So, okay, I'll send it. Should I remind you? I'll remind you when it is close. I'll call you. Because we have to. We have to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just climb up into the hills. Cut some timber. That's why. Sell some things. Cut some things down. Lose some things. You have so many shoes. Go and do don't call me. Sell it lower than its actual price. Yeah. The shoe is 100 Ghana. Sell it for 50 Ghana. Sell it. Do something. Sell it. You use the shoe for anything in heaven. Bring it down and rebuild the temple. Do it just for me. Do you understand why we do it? It says, do it just for me. Honor me. God wants you to honor him. Hallelujah. When people enter and they see how nice the place is, they don't say that, hey, wow, Pastor T. Charlie, Pastor T, hey, you too. No. They become conscious of God. They're like, I like this church. I want to be in this church. And when they stay in this church, who do they get close to? God. Hallelujah. Next verse. Says you've had great ambitions for yourself, but nothing has come out of it. Do you see how why we are going to shake the world? Because we know this. This is why. This is why we turn the world upside down. It's because of this thing that we know. Hallelujah. The little you have brought to my temple, I've blown away. Don't bring hundred Ghana. Tell your neighbor, don't bring hundred Ghana. Don't bring two hundred Ghana. Don't bring three hundred Ghana. Don't bring four hundred Ghana. Don't bring 499 Ghana cities. 0.99 pesos. We don't like. Hallelujah. Because while you run around, caught up with taking care of your own houses, my house is in ruins. Whilst your life has been about your own self, just you. It's like, it's just you. Papi, I welcome. Hallelujah. 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 It's important to sacrifice something. David said, I will not give God what will not cost me. Whatever it is that you're giving God should cost you. It shouldn't be something that you are giving it. You are giving absent mindedly. Like, oh, Jiwe Nafasha will have far. You are telling God, Jiwe Nafasha will have far. Take this and reduce for it to reduce your hot. Hallelujah. What are you sacrificing? Ask your neighbor, what are you sacrificing? What you are giving must pain you. If it is not paining you, it is not a sacrifice. 
if your heart is not connected to it, it's not your, it's not a sacrifice. All those who gave sacrifices in the Old Testament, there were a lot of sacrifices in the Old Testament. Plenty. Prescribed. Prescribed. God says what he likes. That's why we say we like 500 Ghana from all members. Leaders, 750 Ghana cities. Elders, 1,000 Ghana cities. Pastors, 2,000 Ghana cities. Bishops, 5,000 Ghana cities. You are not yet a bishop. So there's nothing wrong. God gave prescriptions. He said that, listen, some people can give pigeons. Others should give sheep. Others should give bullocks. Yes, depending on what type of person you are, you are given a particular prescription as to what to give. So when ICGC was having a meeting and they said, some can give $5,000, 2000 you know, they are giving, they were giving was it $5,000 or more? Was, was $5,000, I think $2,000, $1,000, something like that. People were complaining, hey, hey. they know what they get out of it. They know why they do it. You don't even need to get anything out of it. Now, the sacrifice of the Old Testament had nothing with respect to physical things with the one who was giving it. They gave sacrifices, burnt offerings, sin offerings. They were burning animals for their sin and burning animals for their righteousness. It had nothing to do with them, physically speaking, in terms of bringing more goats into their pen or bringing more sheep into their whatever. It had nothing to do with it. So don't don't start to think about oh if I give this I'll get this that is not the main thing. It's not super bad. You are just bringing money for us to build God. Is that difficult to understand, or you want us to say something else? Ask your neighbor. What do you expect them to say? What do you want? What do you want us to say? We are using to build God a house as simple as ABCD. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God has need. Say God has need. God has a need. He has a need. He has a need. When the gospel, some years ago, the gospel was in Europe. Do you know that Europe was very poor until the gospel got there? When the gospel got there and they decided to sponsor the gospel to different parts of the world, their nation began to prosper. The nations of Europe began to prosper. Several years later, America picked that habit up and decided to send export missionaries. When they started exporting missionaries, America changed. America's wealth is embedded in the church. Europe's wealth is embedded in the church. They know. Everybody knows it. The gospel has shifted to Africa. Oh yes, it has. We are the sponsors. Africa is the number one sponsor of the gospel all around the world. And it's on the shoulders of Nigeria and Ghana, these two countries. So our prosperity is in sponsoring the gospel and making the gospel go. Because if we make the gospel go, if we make something happen for others, you see, the building as thing, like Pastor was saying, the building as thing was paid for by other people. It wasn't prayer. It wasn't prayer. We didn't pray it into being. No, no. We were, I was here. It was not prayer. I'm telling you. We prayed, but it was not only that one. I remember when the payload that was digging the foundation. I remember very well. I remember when we were doing the filling. When we were taking the refuse off, it was not a joke. Yeah. Everything is money. The church cannot run without money. This thing that you are seeing here is money. The two is 6,000 Ghana cities. 
when we finished building, they brought me a bill for sound for this place. It was 158,000 Ghana cities. Sound, so that we can talk for people to hear. <laughs> Isn't that a very serious thing? It's a very serious thing. So the church must have money. Okay? To do certain things. To push things forward. You know, when the church started, when the church started in Acts chapter 2, they were doing well. The Bible says people were giving. But the offerings that they were giving was being redistributed to everybody. So the gospel could not go. It could not move to the... They, the apostles really wanted to move, but they couldn't move because the money that were coming, was, was, it was too small. The offerings that were coming on a Sunday, on a Wednesday, offering Sunday, Wednesday, it wasn't much to do certain things. So someone called Barnabas came to give... The Bible says he sold a piece of land. So selling of material materials. It's not new. And it's not bad. God recommends it. So you can you have to sell something. Sell something. What do you have to sell? Ask your neighbor, what do you have to sell? No, I'm not the one saying it's in the Bible. Acts chapter 2. Look at Acts chapter 2. There's one in Acts chapter 2. There's one in Acts chapter 4. Let's look for those ones and then we'll come back to this. Okay? And as many as were possessors of things, sold what they had. Sold their possessions. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses, did what? Read it to me. One, two, go. Hallelujah. So maybe you have land. You can give the land to church. Someone gave his land to church two years ago. Yes. Two plots of land in Accra. He gave it to church. Free of charge. I know a church in Accra right now. Someone has sold 10 acres of land at airport to them. And they are building a 50,000 seat auditorium right now. Yeah. Christ Embassy. It's not a Ghanaian church. Even. A Ghanaian has given them 10 acres. Do you know 10 acres? 10 acres of land just by the airport where the, when we are landing, where the plane lands. Not the fake one that is at the one in the future. I'm talking about this one that... Yeah. Ten acres to the church that take it and use it for God's work. And they are building God a house there. Right at the airport. So that when you are landing, you see church. God is in the country. You don't see mosque. We must fill the country with churches. What do you think? With church buildings. And it is you and I who will give for it. I know you are young. I know you are small. But you can do something. He says, they sold. They, possessors of lands or houses, sold them. And brought the prices of the things that were sold. They brought the money. They sold it and brought the money. Then look at the next verse. And laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. So that was what we were doing. The money that were coming, they were using it to solve the needs of the church. Next verse. Look at the next verse. And Joseph, who by the apostles was, was sending Barnabas, which is by interpretation, the son of consolation. Do you understand son of consolation? Let's read other versions probably to help us understand it. Now Joseph, a Levite, a native of Cyprus who was sending Barnabas by the apostles. The apostles sending him Barnabas. The guy, the guy is wild. Like Charlie Cam, you are Barnabas. You are Barnabas. Tell everybody you are Barnabas. <laughs> they just changed his name. They're like, you are Barnabas by, by the apostles. Which interpretation means son of encouragement. His, his giving brought so much encouragement to the church that they decided that you are the son, you, it's official, you are the son of encouragement. Everybody was giving 500 Ghana, but he decided to give 50,000 Ghana. And that changed a lot. Because all the monies were being used for 
things around. They couldn't move to other towns. Because when the money comes in, oh, this one has this, this one has this. You should see these coming to the church. It's not a small thing. I had some people in one of our churches who came to the church just because they had need. And were serving their needs gradually. But they realized that it's like they are in the church only because they have need. So we said they should hold on. After about two weeks, they said they are not staying in the church again. They are going. And they all left the church. About five people, they all left the church. Yes. Some people just come to church because they want money. Yes. Next verse. Verse 37. Having land. He says, that guy had land. It's like his land. You see, everybody was selling their land. But his was specifically mentioned. It's like his land was in a very expensive area. Airport type of land. It's the gun type of land. Cantonment type of land. Very wild, expensive land. What we say is that he sold it and brought the money and laid it at Apostle's feet. He sold it and brought the money. So selling and bringing the money is not new. It was actually done in the Old Testament. The Bible says that if you are bringing an offering and it's a fridge or it's a cow, sell it and bring the offering to the Lord. Bring the money to the Lord. So maybe you have a phone. Hallelujah. Go back to Mark chapter 14. Let's read from verse 3. Mark 14, 3. And Jesus being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spike knife. Very precious. Very precious. Very precious. Say it again. $6,000 in recent times. How do you know? You checked one time. $6,000. Very precious. And she break the box and poured it on his head. He poured it on Jesus' head. $6,000. It's on you, Jesus. Champagne on you, Jesus. Receive it. Hey! Hey! Togo meso. The Togo meso type of thing. He, she poured the perfume on Jesus like that. And when she was pouring it, hey! Everybody. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made. Why was this waste? Do you know waste? Ah! Don't you know that this thing can be used? Can be, you see, there's one in John. John chapter 12, I think. Let's check that one and see what the Bible says. John chapter 12. Verse then took Mary a pound of ointment of spike and very costly and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was full of the order of the ointment. Verse 4. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. So all those who complain, there are church members who complain about these type of things. Like, why are you spending so much money? They are church people. Those who complain about offerings, seeds, and sacrifice, sacrifices for God are actually Christians. They are the Judas. You will get to know what type of people they are by virtue of what they are saying. And uh, couldn't this money have been used for something else? Can't we use it to make property for our children? Can't we use it to do this? Can't we use it to do that? Can't we use it to buy a, a phone and do this and buy a computer and buy, use it to buy a ticket to America and go and do something there? Can't we use it to buy this? They are saying all kinds of things, isn't it? You can go out to go and collect money from people with tally cards. Have you realized what you have heard since you decided to take tally cards? It is, you see, God allowed us to do this because... He wants you to know what is out there so that you can become very big and not need people's help. Yes. This is the first time we have done this in the seven years of this ministry's life. We didn't collect any money from anybody to do what we did. It is both to humble us and also to open our eyes to what is happening around us. Because you may not know what is happening around you. Yeah. People are against God. Though. 
Christians are against God. They are the ones who are saying, of what meaneth this waste? It's a waste. It's a waste. What church is that? That is taking money. Why are you people moving around? Young people, you should be learning. Why are you moving around collecting money from people? Your pastor's son will not do this. Is your pastor driving a car? Can't he sell his car to come and... But you don't know that I've sold my car before. Is the national cathedral not enough for the country? (laughs) They are speaking against the national cathedral, yet they are saying that it is not enough. Hey! Then said one of his disciples, Judas is Caius, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Like he cared so much about the poor. Haven't you heard people saying things? Why is it that the church keeps taking offering? Why don't they give the money to the poor? Why don't they give it? Have you said, have you heard some people? Yes, every time. If the pastor does get something nice, why? Why didn't they give it to the poor? Every time. They are, the church is always compared to the poor. Every time. It didn't start today. It started in Jesus' time. Long time ago. This is said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And had the bag and bear what was put therein. All those people are thieves. They are thieves. They are the ones who want to be made church accountants. So that they can steal from the church. There was, there's a church in Accra that wanted to buy. They were buying a five acre land somewhere. And they gave the money to somebody to buy. The guy chopped all the money. He chopped all the money. Yes, all the money. True story. I'm telling you. He chopped all the money. Go back to the one in Mark. Mark chapter 14. Verse 4 once again. Go to verse 4. And there was some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? Why was this ointment wasted in this manner? They consider it a waste. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. Why are you letting your money go? Why are you letting your money go? Why are you letting your money go into the church? Why are you letting your money go into to the pastor's hands? Why are you letting money? Listen, we are not going to chop the money. We are going to use to build a church. We promise you a church. We'll build a church for you to see. And you all go and sit inside and see that there's a church building sitting here. That's what we do. Okay? Why was this waste made? Because it's considered a waste. But if we want to build a stadium, do you know how much we spend on a stadium for people to go and sit inside and watch 24 players kicking one ball into one small pool and then shout, People pay monies. People, the Champions League, they they pay one year. People pay one year in advance. Leagues, they pay one year in advance. It's not, it's like, it's, 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 it's entertainment. It's good for us. But God's own is not good. What meaneth this waste? It's con- Everything that you do for God is considered a waste. Complete waste. Complete waste. Don't let the world deceive you. The world has deceived many. You see, when the Bible says, do not make a mockery of yourself, it means don't let somebody deceive you into thinking that this thing is not profitable. It is profitable. It is profitable. You can sow to the spirit or you can sow to the flesh. You can sow to the spirit or you can sow to the flesh. It's dependent on you. Go to Luke. Luke chapter 16 from verse 1. Very remarkable story. And then we'll come back to this one, okay? And he said also unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. The guy has wasted your goods. He has used your money to do foolish things. So, the master called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear of this of thee? Give an account of your stewardship. For thou mayest be no more, no longer my sword. I'm sacking you. So go and do, prepare the accounts and come and show them to me. I'm, I'm sacking you. Go away. Next verse. 
Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig. If I look at myself, I cannot dig. I am ashamed to beg. I am resolved what to do. I, I, I know what to do. So that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. I know what to do. So that when I'm put out, when I'm sacked, because of my stewardship, my bad stewardship, remember that, because of my bad stewardship, when I'm sacked because of my bad stewardship, because of what I am going to do now, I'll be received into their houses. I wouldn't have to beg for food. I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to dig. I can't dig. So he called every one of his lost debtors, all those who were owing him, and said unto them, unto the first, how much owes thou unto, the, unto my Lord? How much do you owe? And he said, oh, I owe hundred, hundred barrels, hundred measures of oil. And he said unto them, take the bill, sit down and write quickly, 50. You owe my Lord 50 from now, not 100. Pay only 50. Have you heard? This is my, my, my gift to you. This is my leniency to you. Have you seen what I'm doing for you now? In the future, when I come to you, you must also sort me out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then the guy sat down and wrote 50. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. And wrote 50 and paid 50 and went home. Then the next guy, he said to another, and how much over thou? He said, and hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, take the bill, write first score, write 80. It's not, first score is 80. Don't, it's not 100 anymore. It's 80 bucks. Okay? Yes, sir. 80 bucks. Do you hear me? Pay 80. Don't pay 100. Pay 80. Next, next verse. And the Lord commended the unjust word. His Lord commended him and said, hey, this guy is very smart. This is a very smart guy. He stole more money. But the Lord said, he's very, very smart. Because he had done wisely. This is wisdom. This is the expression of the guy's wisdom. <laughs> then, the Lord said something very remarkable. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Who are the children of light? We are the children of light. Christians are the children of light. God says that the children of this world are in their generation wiser. They are smarter when it comes to money. They know what to do with money. They know how to get money. They know what money can do for them. But the children of light do not know what money can do for them. When it comes to money, the children of the world are smarter than the children of light. Why? Because, you see, the guy was never going to go hungry because he had been good with money to somebody. He had reduced the debt. The guy who paid 50 and owed 100, what do you think he would do when he goes to him and says, oh, I need uh, 10 or 30 measures of oil? What do you think he would do? Sharp. Even more. He can take 30, 30, 30 every year because he has done him that kind of good. How about the guy with the wheat? Same thing. So, look at the next verse. And I say unto you, make to yourselves, this is remarkable, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. So that when ye fail, when your stewardship fails, remember we've spoken about judgments. Uh, what, what else have we spoken about? Resurrection of the dead and all that. Isn't it? That will stand before the Lord. There will be a judgment day, one foot space. You stand before the Lord. You give account of yourself, of your stewardship. If your stewardship fails, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. 
So the, what will save you on that day? After you've gone through this worship and you were not, it was not, you didn't go well for you, didn't get crowns. You can visit some people who had crowns because of what you did with money with them when you were here on earth. You think I'm lying? Let me show you more. I'm not joking. It's, it's not a lie. That's exactly, you don't want to read it like that, but that's exactly what he's saying. That's exactly what, that's why he says that. The children of light are not wise when it comes to money. They don't know what money can do for them. They don't know what money can do for them. They don't know what making friends with unrighteous mammon can do for them. They don't know what their seeds can do. If you sow a seed into a man of God's life who is doing something for the Lord, all his account is your account. <laughs> if you sow into a church's life, all the things that the church will do with the money is your account. All the things they will do with it to save souls is all in your account. When he failed, maybe you couldn't win souls. You couldn't do some things. When he failed, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. That's exactly what he's saying. Maybe you think it is not true. It is like it is not a powerful revelation. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 19. Okay, let's read from verse 17. Let's read from verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded. Tell them, charge them with military charge. Tell them that they shouldn't be high-minded, not to trust in uncertain riches. Not to depend on their money, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Tell them that they should do good, that they be rich in good works. They should do good and be rich in good works, ready to distribute, ready to give, ready to contribute to the other people, willing to communicate. Let's read other versions of that particular verse. We should read message, eh? Tell them to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. Next verse. Charge them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be liberal and generous of heart, ready to share with others, laying up because if they do that, says as they do that, as they are generous to people, okay, as they are communicating to people, he's not talking about just anybody, he's talking about Christians. This you should communicate. Go up, maybe, maybe go up. Go to verse, uh, the very first verse I started reading. Let's read in the Amplified so that you understand it, okay? As for the rich in this world, charge them not to be proud and arrogant and contemptuous of others, nor to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but on God, who richly and seriously provides us with everything for, our, everything for our enjoyment. Charge them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be liberal and generous of heart, ready to share with others. In this way, laying up for themselves the riches that endure forever as a good foundation for the future, so that they may grab stuff that which is life indeed. Other versions. Let's read other versions. If they do that, they will build a treasury that will last, gaining life that is truly life. If you think it is a lie that money here, physical money here, is converted to spiritual money in heaven, you'll be shocked. <laughs> Can I show it to you? <laughs> Let's read Matthew chapter 19. Proverbs 16, Matthew 19, 16. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, and behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Then Jesus started with the first part. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no, no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. 
thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? He says, I've done all these things, but I still lack. What do I lack? Then Jesus said unto him, If thou will be perfect, if thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast. It's selling. Eh? Say selling. selling. You must sell some things. <laughs> go thou and sell what thou hast and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Sell and give. And you shall have treasure in heaven. Is it difficult to understand? Is it difficult to understand that your giving will give you treasure in heaven? Your physical giving here will give you treasure in heaven. Your physical giving here will give you treasure in heaven. It says charge all those who are rich in, in, in money. That they should do good. They should be ready to distribute. They should be ready to communicate, to give. So that they may lay for themselves a good foundation against that day. Because this is a foundation that will receive you into everlasting habitations. When you fail, when your stewardship fails, this one will provide a place for you. Are you seeing it? It's amazing that your physical giving has a spiritual treasure. Remember Jesus said that don't keep your treasure here on earth, but keep it in heaven where there's no moth that corrupts, nor thief breaking in to come and steal. How, how do you create that account? How do you get that treasury? Giving. Where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be also. Acts chapter 10 verse 1. Yeah, Cornelius' giving came up as a memorial. Acts chapter 10. Go to Acts chapter 10. Let's read from verse 3. He saw, Cornelius was praying and he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and your alms, your prayers and your money, your giving, your generosity, are come up for a memorial before God. Your prayers and your arms. Your prayers and your giving. It has come up as a memorial. There's a bust of you in heaven. There's a memorial of you in heaven. That's why I've come. I see what I'm talking about. So, uh, God has you in mind. You see, the woman who brought her ointment, a spikenard, knew that by doing this, she was going to get something. That's why she came to do it. Mark chapter 14. Next verse. Go to the next verse. He poured the box of oil on his head. For it might have been so. Some people were not happy. They said for, it might have been so for 300 pence. And have been given to the poor. And they murmured against him. We could, have given, we could have done this for the poor. Why did you do, why did you do this? Why, what meaning is this waste? What mean, it's a waste. Because it's for God. And Jesus said something. Jesus said, let her alone. Leave her alone. If someone is talking to you about why you are doing this for the church, tell him, leave me alone. <laughs> now so we did. And you said, let her alone. Why trouble you here? She has wrought a good work on me. She has done a good work on me. She has done a good work on me. Next verse. For ye have the poor with you always. What she says saying is that on, before I come, there will be poverty in the world every time. If you are going to be thinking about the poor only, you will not do anything for the Lord. For the poor you shall have always with you. And whensoever you will, you may do them good. But me, you have not always. You don't have me always. The opportunity to do what God wants us to do now will not be there forever. It will not be there forever. We must do what we must do now. 
Yes, I go, man. Hallelujah. So sell something. Tell anybody, sell something. It's a sacrifice. It's something that will pain you. Jesus said, go and sell what you have and give to the poor. And then you, have, you shall have treasure in heaven. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. What was that? He was giving. Jesus was giving. He was doing good. Hallelujah. So, you see, apart from your sacrifice, have you realized that your sacrifice does something for you in heaven? Have I showed you that clearly? Is there any confusion in your mind concerning that? Yeah. You're giving here. Hmm. That's something in the heavens. That's something in the heavens. Okay? Jesus said, if you are not faithful with unrighteous mammon, who shall commit unto you true riches? So what you do with unrighteous mammon will determine what you will do with the true riches in there, in the heavens. Now, apart from what it does for you in the heavens, it does something for you to hear on earth. And I want to show you a scripture in 2 Kings chapter 3. Okay? 2 Kings chapter 3. It's a long read, but let me just give you the background. Okay? So, some kings were, came together against the king of Moab, the king of Judah, the king of Israel, and two other kings joined forces to come and fight against the king of Moab. And before they went to fight, Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah, said that he would not go. He would not go until a prophet has come to come and say something. So they requested for the presence of prophet Elisha. Say prophet Elisha. So Elisha came. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 3. Let's read from verse 14. Let's see what Elisha said. 2 Kings. So when Elisha was called, initially he didn't want to prophesy. Then he said that, okay, because of the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, because I have respect for king of Judah, I'll say something. As for Ahab was the king of, of Israel, he didn't respect him. So he said he would not say anything to him. So verse 14. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth. Do you know Elisha? How many of you know Elisha? Have you met him before? But like you know him from the scriptures. Very well, prophet. Jesus said, everything he says comes to pass. Everything he says comes to pass because he's from God. And Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, surely, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. He didn't just prophesy. A minstrel played. And the hand of God came upon him, part like that. And then he started prophesying. And he said, That's here the Lord. Make this valley full of ditches. Because they needed water initially. They had, they had walked for 12 days without water. So they needed water. Their horses needed water. Make a valley full of, this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water. Water will come mysteriously into the valley. That ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. Next verse. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. What the miracle is light as compared to how the Lord will deliver Moab into your hand. Shalabayaba. Hey! And you shall smite every fenced city and every choice city and shall fell every good tree and stop all wells of water and mar every good piece of land with stones. That's what will happen to Moab. The Lord is with you. Go to war. You are winning. And it came to pass in the morning when the meat offering was offered that behold, there came water by the way of Edom 
and the country was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings were come, have to fight against them, they gathered all that were able to put on armor and upward and stood in the border. And they rose up early in the morning, and the sun shone upon the water, and the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. So they thought that, and they said, this is blood. The kings are surely slain. They thought that they had killed themselves. And they have smitten one another. Now therefore Moab to the spot. So they, 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 they thought an ambush had been set in the camp of the Israelites and the Judah, uh, Judah people, and they had killed themselves. So they just started coming. They were coming to take spoil. When we were coming, Israel just came. Hey, we are here. We are not dead. They started killing them. And when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and smote their Moabites so that they fled before them. The prophecy was coming to pass. But they went forward smiting the Moabites. Even in their country, they were just killing the Moabites and going and going. And they beat down the cities and on every good piece of land, cast every man his stone. You see, the prophecy is coming to pass, right? And filled it. And they stopped all the walls of water and felled all the good trees. Prophecy is coming to pass. Only in blah, blah, hallelujah. Left there, the stones there. I won't say it. I'll be the slingers went about it and smote it. I mean, they were just moving, killing, killing and going, hey, it's happening. It did happen. Yeah, man, it did happen. It did happen. It did happen. By the power of the, it did happen, power for them. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. The king of Moab tried everything. It didn't work. He needed a deliverance. He needed something to happen. Maybe you've tried a lot of things in your life for something in particular to happen in your life. Maybe your finances have been on a certain level for a very long time. The last time I saw five hundred finances was three months ago. You've not seen something in a very long time. You've not seen much. God responds to Nido. So apart from the spiritual aspect, that is getting something, treasure in heaven, which I've told you already, there's a physical aspect of your sacrifice, that something happens when you give your sacrifice. Remember, there's a prophecy against the king of Moab. The prophecy is showing up. He's trying to go against things, but it's not working. He took his 700 best men, trying to break forth through the, the, the weakest part of the people who were coming, Edom, but it didn't work. Guess what he did? Then he took his eldest son. That should have reigned in his stead. His eldest son, who should have reigned in his stead, if he's not king, this one will be king. He took him and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. To God, though. Not to a certain God. To God. This is burnt offering. It's the same word used for burnt offering for every other place. God does not accept human sacrifices. He doesn't. But this man, okay, this man, because of what was happening, decided that, listen, I have to do something that nobody has done before. For this prophecy to change, I need my destiny to change. And something must happen. There must be a change. So he took his precious firstborn son. And the firstborn son is not his precious. Took him. And in the midst of the war, he offered him upon the wall. He didn't even have an altar to offer him on. He offered him upon the wall. And as soon as he offered the son as a burnt offering upon the wall, there was a great indignation against Israel. As soon as he did it, there was a, everything changed. The war turned around him like that. There was great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own land. When God saw the offering, he said, no. It's okay. It's okay. I've heard him. 
for him to do this. Don't touch him again. Go, go. Everybody should go away. And the battle just changed. And Israel fled. They ran away. Strangely. So your seed, your sacrifice, which cost you, because it cost him. It cost him. It cost him. Probably was his oldest and only son. He sacrificed him upon the wall. And God does not accept it all. But when God saw what had happened, he said, no, it's okay. It's okay. I know the prophecy that came. I know what I said. The hand of the Lord came upon this guy and he said this. I came upon him and he said this. It's okay. He turned everything. It's okay. Finish. So, brothers and sisters, your sacrifice, your sacrifice can turn things around for you. I don't know what it is that you have been struggling with or what it is that you want to change. A sacrifice that costs you that you mean. You see, he meant it. He didn't just, some of us give the seed. We don't mean it. We just, we just give it. We just depart with our money. You must mean it all. You must want to see a change. You must want to see something. Okay? What do you want to see? Mean it and give your best. See the situation turn around. Hallelujah. Have you learned anything? Rise up on your feet and let's pray and thank God. Thank God for what he has said to you. In the next few seconds. Tell God what matters to you. What it says that you are looking for. Maybe you are looking for a child. You are looking for a job. You have tried. You want your grace to change. This is the opportunity God has given, God has given to you. There's power in your sacrifice. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.